0: Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast.
1: Look at that. That's nice and shiny.
2: And we posted a video on the FM96 Facebook fan page. We want to talk about this? Went viral on the weekend. A uh, father driving his wife to the hospital. She's in labor, she's in the passenger seat. Actually kind of standing up on the floor, she's bent over holding the the headrest on her chair, bent over, in labor, baby's coming out, and it's coming out hot.
3: They've got their three like two minutes.
2: Can you wait two minutes, he says? <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I just got this baby detailed. Can you wait 2 minutes?
4: Can you wait like 2 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> need ha- uh, hold on, hold on.
2: 3 kids hold in the on. back seat of the car too oh, watching this. <laughs> Does not it's sound like, like fun.
4: <laughs> hold on, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> hold on.
2: It is scary, man.
4: Somebody help! We're about to do something! This guy's the worst. <laughs>
2: Maybe put the phone down and drive yeah, ahead. Well, and keep your head of all, on a swivel. He's driving a car. His wife is, is delivering their child and she's begging him for help. He's filming, so he's distracted driving. I got a feeling he's got a Starbucks in the other hand, too. Yeah. <laughs> he's got three kids. I in shouldn't that. have stopped for the Starbucks. <laughs> Hold on. I'll get a baconator combo. <laughs> <laughs> this guy hey, did you hear what she said? she's like please do something I don't know if the baby can breathe he's like oh no oh. no hold on oh, I
3: don't know if she can breathe I don't
4: know what's happening oh, do we need help we do something um, no, Oh no no no! <laughs> oh! did you hear that? that's yeah, the baby. baby the baby came out oh
2: my gosh the baby's born. Wow. She's she's holding the back of the chair. She like one hands. Oh my goodness. She should get a, a receiver job with the Buffalo Bills. They could use all the help they can get because she catches this baby with one hand, pulls it around, and she's now holding this baby. Dude is still driving and filming <laughs> yeah. the situation.
0: And the kids haven't looked up from Minecraft on the iPad. <laughs>
2: No, the kids look absolutely stunned in the (laughs) backseat. They're pale, staring right at, like, what are we watching here? Dad's a maniac.
4: Oh, my goodness. We just delivered a baby in the car. We did
2: not just deliver a baby in the car. She just delivered a baby in the car.
4: (laughs) We just delivered a baby in the car. You got a question. Ask a lawyer,
0: ask a lawyer, a question about custody or a <laughs> neighbor. Ask
2: a lawyer, ask a lawyer. Ian Snedden partner with Cohen Highly Lawyers in studio, taking your questions. Let's go to Jason. What's your question? You're on with Ask a Lawyer.
4: Okay, so when I was, uh, you know, as a younger adult, I... Um, few indiscretions here with the law, um, and I now have a record, but uh, being a First Nations individual here in Canada, I was wondering what my eligibility is to uh, get across the border so I don't have uh, that little incident there at the uh, the lady.
2: Little incident. Oh, the lady who slapped the border guard. Well, first of all, don't slap the border guard. <laughs> no,
4: no slapping involved. <laughs> not at all. How
2: serious was the offense you were uh, you were charged with when you were younger, Jason?
4: Um, they they were um, they were, they were serious offenses. Yes.
2: Okay. And have you applied for a pardon?
4: Uh, I have not because they usually say to wait to seven to ten years, and I'm just I'm just creeping up on that ten year mark now.
2: What do you think,
5: Ian? Um, Well, first of all, the border security guards have an awful lot of discretion. Even if somebody doesn't have a criminal record, they can be turned down. I've had a client, more than one client, who's gone to the border because uh, he had a child in the United States. And uh, they wouldn't let him across. They denied him several times because they weren't satisfied he was going to come back to Canada. They looked at things like he he wasn't working at the time. He lived with his parents, so he didn't have a fixed address. So even if there's no criminal record, uh, the the border could say, "No, we're not letting you in." I don't know if the uh, native status would give you any advantage or not, uh, Jason. Um, but certainly the at the border, there's a great deal of discretion to prevent it. I do think it's a good idea that you uh, get your um, get your pardon if you can. Um, have you tried to go across the border yet?
4: I have not. I have not. I've, I've kind of read online. You know, they tell me to get a letter from my band office to make sure I have my passport, and my status card up to date. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were just we were curious on uh, the legal aspect of it, whether I was actually entitled or not.
5: Well, you didn't want to go into the details, and I think it depends in part of the seriousness of the offense and whether it equates or not, whether they see you as a danger, but there's an awful lot of discretion that, that can be exercised at the border. You might okay. want to consult with an immigration lawyer on that.
2: All righty. Okay, good luck, Jason. And you behave yourself. Good. No slapping. Bye. And what time for one more here. Susan, you've got a question about your family member. What's going on?
3: Hi. um, I have a child who was common-law with someone, and no children are involved. He had a house before they were together. He put the down payment, and I do believe there were some payments made by the other partner, but now she has come back and said that she's served him with papers to pay, you know, half what the house is worth and et cetera. And we're not quite sure where to go from here.
2: The house is in his name, correct? It is indeed. Uh, But they both, and he acknowledges they both put money into the house when they first purchased it. Absolutely. And
3: he knows exactly how much money was put in by her.
2: And he'd like to just give that money back where she's saying, I want half the value of what the house is worth.
3: Well, no, there's a little more. She ran up a credit card, so he's paying her debt On his credit card. And the wedding was put off, so all the money that was put out has come back to her, so he hasn't got any of that. And then um, what's happened now is he won a car a year and a half ago. Wow,
2: how'd he win a car?
3: On the radio. Oh! Uh, (laughs) Anyway, he won a car, put it into buying a bigger car because she has two children, and he has allowed her to keep this car, and she's. His, so there's his,
2: his, a lot going on here. Yeah, ha- it is. sounds oh. like there's it's a bit of a mess. Ian, what would yeah. you recommend?
5: Okay, well, first of all, it's uh, the fact that uh, this is a common law relationship is significant. Some right. people feel that um, it doesn't matter anymore between a common law relationship and married couples, and that's, that's not true. As far as uh, a right to division of property, um, if this had been a matrimonial home, had they been married? then it wouldn't matter that he owned it on the date of marriage. Right. It, it would come into play um, as an asset. It's, it's, in fact, the one asset in family law that's treated differently from any others is the matrimonial home. You don't get a credit for what its value was on the date of marriage. Mm-hmm. In this case, though, they weren't married. So what's left is either um, he's going to be able to keep the home that's his, in his name without any compensation, or there's something called a constructive trust. In other words, if the court finds that um, he has been unjustly enriched, that would be the big thing. There's a couple other qualifications to it. Um, By the fact that she has put money into it, then the court could order uh, a payout of some of the money or value of the property. But you don't think
2: he's going to have to pay out the current value, half of the current value of the house? Based on the limited information I have, no. Oh, that's good news. Oh, that is good news. <laughs> Also good news, they didn't get married. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> <yeah>. Silver linings. <laughs>
3: yeah, sadly, I mean, I think it worked out in both their favors, but uh, right. she left, and, and that's okay, and, you know, he'll get over it. But, yeah, okay, I do appreciate your Susan, time. Susan, thank- if
2: you want to find a good lawyer, if you need more uh, help with this, CohenHiley.com, okay?
3: I will indeed. Thank you, both of you, for your time. Have a great day.
2: Seven
0: Peacock. I want to see you
3: Peacock. Peacock, Peacock. Sports Peacock,
2: time with Peacock. Peacock, Peacock, Peacock. Earlier, Dev, you made the statement that Peacock, Peacock, the chair umpire Peacock, Peacock, ruined the women's Peacock, final at the U.S. Open on the weekend. Explain the situation here.
1: So this was the uh, women's final, as you said, on Saturday between Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams. Uh, Osaka won the uh, first set uh, pretty uh, cleanly, 6-2. In the uh, second set, there was uh, a couple incidents between Serena Williams and the uh, chair umpire, Carlos Ram- Ramos, I believe is his name. Uh, the first was an instance where he saw a gesture from Serena Williams' coach that he took as coaching from him uh, to Serena. And you're not allowed. Tennis not coaches
2: allowed. aren't allowed to coach during the tennis match,
1: players during the game, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it seems silly. <laughs> but uh, so there was a gesture. She denied it was uh, coach uh, like a, a pre-assigned gesture between the two of them. After the match, the coach did uh, admit that he was giving her a signal, so she got a uh, violation for that. Then the second time was, uh, so after that happened, uh, she was upset. Uh, Serena Williams was upset. She had some words with the umpire. Nothing came from it, but she was still frustrated. She lost a match after that, slammed her racket on the ground, got a second violation for that, and that further upset her. And at that point, later on, she went to the umpire and called him a thief for stealing a point from her. She was given a third violation. When you have a third violation, you lose the game. So at this point, that it has started to turn from her leading in the second set to Osaka now taking over. She would already taken over. She was leading 4-3. This put it to 5-3, and Osaka, or 5-4, one, one away from winning the match. Was okay, we've got some TV? audio here. We don't have any
5: code, and I know you don't know that,
1: and I understand why you may have thought I, that was coaching. But I'm telling you, it's not I don't cheat to win, I'd rather lose. I'm just letting you know.
3: violation verbal
2: abuse gang penalty she's She's really yelling at the guy is is he
1: like is she not breaking the rules there the issue isn't for me whether or not she's she was yelling at the guy because serena williams does have a history in in tennis of yelling at officials and getting penalized for verbal abuse the issue is you have plenty of male tennis players who do the exact same thing. Andy Roddick tweeted out last night or yesterday that he said worse and never once got a penalty. So oh, it's, a, it's a woman thing.
2: I, I don't know. If, a, I saw a lot of people trying to make it a race thing and a woman thing on the weekend.
1: I don't know if in this case sexism was at the root of it. This 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 ref this umpire is apparently he's like he's a gold band umpire so he and there's only about twenty of those so he's very highly regarded it could be in his case he is just an extreme stickler for the rules and he upholds them no matter what but it's just some of the way he responds is different last year uh, he gave a ticky tack penalty to Rafael Nadal for a time violation. Nadal got upset with him and told him, pointed at him and said I'm going to make sure you never referee another one of my games. And there was no response from Ramos in that case. So you have cases where you have like... But she also said that too and he didn't penalize her for that statement.
2: He
0: called she her a thief. She said said she, she called she, him a thief. She got And then he penalized her for that statement but before she also said you'll never ref a game for me again and he didn't Get her. She in kept
2: going. She kept going yeah. and going. Like, should she not have known where to quit? Like, if you if you just keep yelling at the umpire, you'd think eventually they're gonna have to do something.
1: Like John McEnroe's entire career, half of his is career true. is just him <laughs> yelling. You've got to be kidding me! Like he's got t-shirts of you saying you got to be killing me. But he got kicked out of the 1990 Australian
0: Open for his attitude and uh, getting penalized one time. To- like it's all, it's <gasps> so, a- it
1: does happen to men. One, like, he got kicked. <sighs> the the point is it happens to, there is so many more cases for women where they get penalized rather than men even at the US Open last week they have pen there is a Elise Cornett was penalized for changing her shirt Mm-hmm. So what she did, because it's super hot, she went out and she went in and she changed her shirt. She came back and realized it was on backwards. So while she's in the chair, she turned it around. She got a penalty for that. John Isner. Changed- now in the front of the shirt it said the ref is an idiot. <laughs> John Isner changed his <laughs> shirt umpire. 11 times. Didn't get a penalty. Novak Djokovic sat shirtless for a couple minutes to cool down. Didn't get a penalty. Like there, there are, there's, Well, those are dumb rules. Those have no effect on have, the game whatsoever. I don't even understand to those the women, dumb tennis but not rules. To the men. Yeah,
0: there shouldn't be a double
1: standard. But there is, and that's, yeah. the, that's the entire point of all these different cases. You can find one case in 1990 of John McEnroe being penalized, but there's 10 other cases where John McEnroe did the same thing where he wasn't. There's cases for Andre Agassi, Jimmy Connors, Go down the list of all these male tennis players, Andy Roddick, who admitted to doing it. They don't get penalized. Uh, I don't
0: know. I, Andre Agassi, I g- pulled up a video. He called the ref an SOB, and he got penalized.
1: Did he lose an entire game in the U.S. Open No, final? but that was one. That's not. It's like three point, strikes, though. The point of the umpire is to de-escalate. The point of the umpire is to not know your name. We know this guy's name. Like He ruined the U.S. Open final because Naomi Osaka's first Grand Slam title. She's the first woman from Japan to ever win a Grand Slam title. And, and now we're not an,
2: talking about that. We're talking about this. And now there's this. an
1: asterisk. She was go- I think she was going to win Is there this an asterisk regardless. Besides, Why does it always have to
2: be sex or race? Can this umpire just not like somebody's attitude and think they're a
1: jerk? I think so. I think there are two things at play. Like in this like case, if a man
2: doesn't like the attitude of a woman, why is that
1: wrong? It's it,
2: you don't like a, the way a person is behaving. Why can't it be that be the perspective instead of oh, he's punishing a woman?
1: In this case, I, I don't know if if sex or sexism was at the root of Ramos and him acting the way he did. But for the U.S. Open and the way they run their tournament specifically, I think they've got a problem with sexism. It's going to be a, I I wonder if the next rule is going to be
0: that the ump at the women's uh, U.S. Opens or whatever has to be a woman. So that
1: you take out the sexism. No, so previous violations where she's been, she's had penalized have been from female umpires. Mm-hmm. So I think it's sexist. It's <laughs> the U.S. Open has a problem in terms of how they officiate male matches and female matches. I don't know if sex was at the root of this, but he was clearly a hundred percent in the wrong.
4: about it extra.
2: Fake news, you choose. We give you a headline. You guess whether or not it is real or something that Jim and I have completely made up. Justine is our contestant this morning. Good morning, Justine. Good morning. Hopefully we can cheer you up a bit on this, this gloomy looking Monday. You ready to go? I'm ready. The first headline... A drunk, naked guy sets fire to his house while trying to bake cookies on his foreman grill. Fake news, you choose.
3: I want to say that's true. You are
2: fake news. It is true. Uh, This was in Florida. Niceville, Florida. (laughs) 5.30 p.m., smoke coming from a house, firefighters show up, naked guy uh, came to the door. He said he started boozing around 9 that morning, drank over half a gallon of liquor. Then he got hungry and decided to do some cooking. I love college. <laughs> this guy was not in college. He was in Florida. He, uh, he tried to bake cookies on his George Foreman grill, forgot they were there. Then when he noticed that uh, fire had started, he threw some towels on top of the fire to smother it, which just made it worse. Then he forgot about the fire. <laughs> And uh, he admitted that he had also been smoking pot. There's no word on whether or not he's facing charges for any of that nonsense. <laughs> Next headline, is this true? Pizza sent 2,300 Americans to the emergency room last year. Fake news you choose. Pizza. Oh, okay, true. You are fake news. You got it. Wow. The top four pizza injuries are falling while you're picking it up from a restaurant, falling while you're making pizza, burning yourself while you're taking the pizza out of the oven or you get that hot cheese on the roof of your mouth. That's the worst. And the top pizza injury, bad cuts... Uh, From from, uh, mishaps cutting the pizza. Yeah, dude, those pizza spinner cutters, they're unwieldy. (laughs) You lose control (laughs) of that thing. Look out, fingies. Next headline here. Missing Australian baby recovered found inside kangaroo pouch. Fake news, you choose.
4: I want to say it's true.
2: (laughs) Failing pile of garbage. Mm. We need that out. We all want that to be true, though. <laughs> right? A little baby, cute yeah. little baby sticking its head out. <laughs> la, la. Next headline. Man sues Garfield creator Jim Davis after his cat dies from eating too much lasagna.
3: I want to say true for that. Fake news. Failing
2: here. pile of
0: garbage. Mm. Yeah. That's what me and Taz are laughing at when we yeah. made it up right before we came <laughs> on air. Yeah.
2: Uh, they hate mondays those cats (laughs) that that is true that is true last one here you need this for the win fake news you choose a woman tries to light a candle during a power outage turns out it's a stick of dynamite
3: oh goodness um i'll say true
2: (laughs) you are fake news nice you got it yeah Bridgeport Connecticut there was a power outage last week because of thunderstorms this story is actually pretty sad 30 year old woman uh, went to light a candle turned out it was a stick of dynamite it exploded in her hands severe injuries she lost a couple of her fingers that's ridiculous I know I I, I wish she was okay because it really is like a Looney Tunes. Situation. It's literally a scene. <laughs> it, I've seen down, that. Whoa! The dynamite was in her hand. Why would she have dynamite in her house? Is the big question. They bought the house a couple of years ago. The previous owner, for whatever reason, left dynamite in the basement, and they had remembered seeing these candles downstairs. Oh my god! So when god. the power went out, they they grabbed the stick and, uh, yeah, I guess that
0: moment you hit it with the lighter and it starts going s- s- instead of burning like a candle. Because what do you do? Do you throw it in the basement? Or do you try to run outside and throw it outside? Yeah. You know?
2: Toss it to your husband? <laughs> <laughs> Hope he has a good insurance policy? Hot potato! Hey, I just want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Taz Show podcast. If you want more, subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the podcast places.